Adam. Yes, Scott. I got a question for you. Yes. Do you ever have that feeling where you feel alone or you feel like feel like you don't belong? Sometimes, yeah. Well, never fear, my friend, because you will never feel that way again. Because for your distraction is now a member of a family. We are. Yes, a Pottern family, to be precise. You mean that TV show that's on the air? No, not that. No? No, not that. The Pottern family, if you go on Twitter, search for Pottern family, give them a follow. They post all kinds of great podcasts, us included. All kinds of all kinds of cool stuff, man. It's it's great. I love it. I'm about to check it out. It sounds yeah, interesting. Definitely. Check out the Pottern family. And we're back with another special edition of FYD, another throwback cinema. Yes. Yes. We had, we had a lot of fun in the first one, so we want to keep it going. We do. We do. And this week, we're going to do one of my favorite films. It is not top 10 for me, probably not even top 15, but this is probably one of my top 20 favorite films of all time. I adore this film. We are going to be doing the Princess Bride. Now, to throw a little bit, little, little bit of story behind this, this is one of my more recent ones that I've seen. Um, back when I was growing up, <clears throat> I guess you could say I was more like Fred Savage's character in this movie because I was like, "Oh, the Princess Bride! Uh, I don't want to watch a princess movie about a bride and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that I watch all kinds of Disney movies, which were all about princesses for the most part, but usually becoming brides at the end pretty right, much yeah right, yes. but never mind that fact and then throughout the years i would grow up and i would hear people talk about it and stuff like that i've heard you talk about it before and like oh princess bride one of my favorite movies and everything and i'm like okay yeah whatever and i've just never it's one of those movies like i i'll tell you i'll watch it but i have no intention of ever watching it and then it came on netflix and when it came on Netflix, I was like, oh, look, there's the, the movie that everybody says is so fucking great. You know? It shows them like kissing in front of a sunset. <laughs> yeah, on the- yeah, and I'm like, oh, this fucking movie, okay, whatever. And then, I, and then I look at the cast, and I'm like, wait, it's starring Carrie Ells. Carrie Ells. Carrie yes. Ells, and I'm like, I fucking love Carrie Ells. Yeah. Like, like, he was in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Robin Hood Men in Tights, I was like, yeah. that alone by itself made me say, all right, I'll give it a shot. Just that alone. So I like Robin Hood Men in Tights. I, I like Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs yeah. more as far as Mel Brooks films <laughs> go. But uh, I like Robin Hood Men in Tights a lot. I, I a similar story. A friend of mine, we're talking movies, and I made the comment that you know The Princess Bride is one of my favorite films. It's it's definitely up there for me. And he was like, like giving me shit for it. He's like, how could you like that? That's not a good movie at all. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a great movie. And then we got to talking. He goes, he goes, 
You're talking about that movie with, with Anne Hathaway where she finds out she's a princess and gets married at the end? I'm like, you dumbass. That's the Princess Diaries. I'm like, I'm not talking about that film. That film's a piece of shit. I'm talking about the Princess Bride. He's like, oh, I've never seen it. I'm like, well, go watch it. So, yeah, it, it's a common thing. It's not just you. Yeah. That. But you know what? I watched it, and when I watched it, I loved it. It's I did. Great. I loved. It's it. Great. I loved it. It it had a lot of comedy, but it had a lot of just you know seriousness about it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. So <laughs> I have I have the DV uh, the Blu-ray. I have I the Blu-ray yeah. version right in front of me. So I'm going to read the back of it a little bit here, so, so people can get an idea. When the beautiful maiden Buttercup, played by Robin Wright, hears that her true love Wesley. Which is played by your buddy. Carrie Ells. Carrie Ells. Is that your pronounced last name? I think it's Ells. Ells. Even though it's E-L-W-E-S. Well, Ells. Okay. Even He's though British, so. Her true love, Wesley, is dead. She reluctantly agrees to marry the loathsome Prince Humperdinck. After Wesley returns to rescue Buttercup, the two begin an epic adventure filled with fencing. Fighting, giants, monsters, miracles, true love, and hilarity. I think it's like the order of how the film progresses. It really was. Like, yeah, that's the exact order. I wanted to read that because it pretty much sums it up really yeah. well. Uh, now, Robin Wright, she played uh, Princess Buttercup. Yeah, which, by the way, they, they I guess they interviewed like 500 girls or something like that. For the role, like I guess they had, uh, she won over such famous names as Courtney Cox, Meg Ryan, Uma Thurman, apparently even Whoopi Goldberg was did really? also did that too. Yeah, huh. from what I looked up, it could well, be a wrong fact. I'm really but. glad Robin Wright got it because she's total babe, oh, yeah. total babe in the movie, um, and <clears throat> she's great. She's a great. I loved, you know, she was Jenny in Forrest Gump. Yeah, and I love she. She plays Claire Underwood in the House of Cards on that the Netflix series with Kevin Spacey, and she is fantastic in that movie. I guess uh, in that this, show rather in this in this movie, um, be, I guess her father's British or uh, uh, British orientation. So when they she didn't have to really receive that much training to get a British accent because she had heard it her whole life and she mm-hmm. had done it. I, she doesn't have a natural British accent, but she can do it because, like I said, she hmm. she has a British. Father, Wasn't she so. married to Sean Penn? Maybe I think she. Was, I feel like she was married to Sean Penn for a while. So, um, yeah, I love her. She's she's gorgeous yeah. in it, and uh, yeah, she's she's fantastic. Uh, one question I have: there's there's a there's a couple there's a, there's a couple holes in this movie. Okay. I, I want to get into There's right a lot now. of holes in this movie, but... There's a lot of holes, and, and there's, there's a couple big ones. So, Wesley leaves, and they say in the movie he leaves to get money yeah. to come back and marry. And I understand it's medieval times. A lot of times you had to offer up a dowry if you wanted to, to marry a young maiden, and you had to give the father money or a goat or... Where was the father? Where the hell was her... You only see yeah, right. you only see Wesley and Buttercup that's a, and that's on the a, farm, and that's a tiny house. So you, it wasn't a big farm. You're, ma- you're made to believe almost it's a one room house with like maybe a bed off in the corner. Maybe and it's I, her farm or something like that, and he's just helping. <laughs> like the way I saw it was, it was her farm for whatever reason, and he was just there working there, and 
they just kind of fell in love. Like, so I, she had money to pay a farmhand, a farm boy. She owned well, here's livestock. The thing. Well, here's the thing. Why I, did she I don't think necessarily back in those times, it may not have been money. It may have just been a place to sleep and, you know, food to eat. It may not have actually been money because maybe he had just traveled along. as like, I'm looking, you know, just for, you know, I, just, I need a shelter and a place to eat. Okay, you do some work and I'll give you food and I'll give you a place to sleep. Maybe. I didn't think about it like that. But so it could have been something like that. I did wonder at one point, I'm like, maybe there are parents a mother and a father by the way that they're just not showing that helped. but then but then you see later on at the wedding she doesn't have a family at the wedding no. if she's getting married especially if she's getting married to the crown prince you'd think her family would be invited and they'd be at the wedding i'm telling you she was by herself think about the think about that is they said farm that fucking house is on a hill where's the farm Farm that, be on hills. That house is on a hill. That house is on a big ass hill. Yeah, you can have farms You've seen on the hills. hills in that movie. You've yeah. seen the hills in that movie. Yeah, like, look at Scotland. The whole thing's hills. I've never seen a farm on a hill like that. Oh, I like, have. I have. Okay, never mind. That's so. a thing. That's a thing. So I, that was that was one problem I had. Um, so, oh man, there, there's some other great characters. Um, Andre the Giant. Yes, he was. He was great in it. Uh, Fezzik, he played the, a giant in the in the movie. Uh, Did Mandy you know Patikin? originally? Originally, the role of Fezzik, they wanted to give to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, yeah. They couldn't afford him, so. Well, no. What happened was the movie was supposed to be made like 15 years before it ever did, and they ran out of funding and stuff. And by the time they came back to make it, Arnold Schwarzenegger had already made it as a big actor, so they couldn't afford him. So, which. Uh, if you're talking about actors, uh, let's go back to Carrie Ells. That dude is probably the most charming man in existence. Let's be honest, okay? He is, without a doubt, the most charming man. Like, just, just the way he looks and the way Carrie he talks. Carrie Ells and Robin Wright had really good chemistry. They did. I mean, he's a good-looking man, and she is beautiful, and they were disgusting. He can pull together. off... A fucking little mustache. Oh, yeah. He could pull off that tiny-ass mustache. He, he could pull off like a fucking champ. Everything he says, no matter what it is, like, I was I was charmed so by So he's him. your like, favorite character? He's Yeah, he's probably my favorite See, character. See, I think mine was uh, Inigo. 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 Inigo Matoya. My name yeah, is Inigo Matoya. Manny Panikin. I you like... You my father. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. And I've... Like, he's done a lot of things. What did I just see him in? Um... Not shows that I watch, but he's been in a lot of shows that I know about. Like he was in he was in Criminal Minds, and he was in the the show Homeland. Yeah, did you ever watch any of those shows? I think I've seen a couple episodes here. Once or twice. Once or twice. So he's yeah he's done a lot of. Apparently, Rob Reiner had offered him any role he wanted. He said, "Who do you want to play?" Fucking take your pick. Have whatever you want. And he chose to play Inigo. And the reason why he chose to play Inigo was because his father had recently died of cancer. Oh. And the role of Inigo was a man after revenge for the death of his father. And the reason why he wanted it was because he felt that him taking vengeance for the death of his father was him taking vengeance on cancer for the death of his father. And there's even moments <clears throat> like when he fights the Count at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, six-fingered man. Yeah, the six-fingered man on the on his right hand. Like he said, like he was so passionate about that fight because he had imagined during the fight scene, which made it which made it so well in my opinion that he was fighting cancer hmm. and he was fighting what killed his father. And when he killed the count, he he imagined for a split second in his fantasy his father came back to life. 
Like he like that's what he said when he was talk when people talking about the movie. So one thing I want to point since you brought up the count. Did you get the vibe that Prince Humperdinck and the Six Finger gay. Count were gay together? Yeah, a little bit. I well not not Humperdinck, but I felt the count. Why was. not Humperdinck? Okay. So <coughs> I he, didn't feel the count. He marries Buttercup. He marries Buttercup for one sole purpose to start a war with Gilda. Yeah. He's pretty much the Dick Cheney of Princess Bride. Yeah. He's he, he wants to start a war for whatever reason. And he knows if he marries a commoner, the people will love her. If he he, he hired Vasily Wallace Shawn, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Wallace Shawn. I'll get to him later. But he hired them to to kill her and pin it on Gilda so he can start this horrible war. And then when that goes awry, he decides he's just going to do it himself. She's freaking gorgeous. You're going to marry her. At least before you kill her, have your way with her. He wants nothing to do with her. Well, he's She's a man. beautiful. He's a man after power. He's a man after power, and that's all he's thinking. You can thinking. have your cake and eat it too, Adam. But all he's thinking about is power. All he's thinking about is the war and gaining power. That's I think he, he likes dick. I think that's what it was. I think the Count likes dick. Because the count, he, he if you looked at the way he, the way he looked at the prince, the way he would talk to the prince, the way he acted, I love to his, watch you his, work. His mannerisms and everything like that. They're gay together. I do. I think, I think he was gay, and I think he was. I think he was really, really into the prince. I don't think the prince was. I think he was just. I disagree. Into power. I think they were in together. I think they butt fucked. I think. They, I think. <laughs> I think they did a lot, and that's all I have to say about that. But. Uh, yeah, Wallace Shawn though. Is Wallace Zini? Shawn, how great is he? He is so amazing. Did you know originally <laughs> Inconceivable The, the role of Vizzini was they were trying to get Danny DeVito originally. <laughs> they wanted DeVito to play Vizzini, but he didn't do it. And I guess I guess apparently the first like when he was first playing as Vizzini, he was he assumed he was gonna get fired because he couldn't do his Sicilian accent. Like he said, he couldn't do a Sicilian accent. So after that, he was like, "I know they're gonna, I know they're gonna let me go because but I can't do great. it." Having, it was it was absolutely great. <laughs> was like great. having just Wallace Shawn do his Wallace Shawn voice. Like, like it's like, all he needed to do. When they had that sit down, like like wine thing and everything like that, when uh, Wesley put the poison in the wine, and he's got that thing like, "You've already told me everything. You've already told. You've given me the answer. Don't mess with the Sicilian and all that shit." I'm like, I'm like when is death is on the line. Yeah, I'm like. Like this is fucking great, and was he just sitting there with this charming look? Like you're trying, you're trying to confuse me, which it's not going to work. You ever hear of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, morons? <laughs> <laughs> He's a great character, and and I will say, I really liked Vasily, I really liked Inigo, but I have to say, for a small role. The scene in Miracle Max's house. Oh, yes. Fucking, I could, every time, I've seen this movie a hundred times, and I crack up and laugh every time. <laughs> Billy Crystal Billy, as Billy Miracle Crystal, Max. Oh, my God. Billy Crystal and Carol Kane, when, the, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> 
I read a little factoid that he had filmed the role over the period of 10 days. And every time he filmed it, he never made the same joke twice. Never made the same joke twice. He always had something different. And they had to stop filming because there were people that were laughing so hard that they would, ru- they would ruin the shot. Indigo. They would ruin the shot. Indigo. Indigo. is laughing when yeah. he says... What's more noble? You can see him like yeah. striking a smile. And they did that take probably 150 times. And he would just like, he was just winging that. He yeah. was just absolutely. Billy Crystal's a great actor though. Like it's great. City slickers, man. When I first watched this movie, I had IMDb opened up on my phone because I'm like, I fucking know that guy. Like, like I, I can always recognize a person, but I can't think of the name. So oh, I'm like, Billy holy shit, that's who that is. Wow, that's fucking amazing. And, of course, they perform the miracle because the prince is so jealous. He's so jealous of the fact that that Wesley has Buttercup's love, even though he plans to kill her. That shit don't fucking even matter. Even though he's gay. Yeah, you know? it shit don't matter. But So he pumps up that machine that sucks life <laughs> from you, apparently, sucks your years out up to 50 and everything. Yes. And it's, <clears throat> it's so hilarious. The machine... It's for posterity. Yes. Please be honest. <laughs> just the lines in this film are yeah. just so funny. Anigo, uh, Anigo's sitting there drunk in the village when they're clearing out the forest and everything like that. And he's sitting there saying, I will wait here. Vazini told me to wait here. I will wait here. And freaking Andre the Giant comes along. And Andre the Giant, by the way, this, how great was he? Very good. And, and, yeah, with his English being as poor as it is. I'm going to be honest with you. Every time I watch that, I watch it twice so far. Every time I watch it, I had to have the subtitles on because I could not understand anything he said. His English is, so. his English is very poor. But it fits his <coughs> character for that film. It does. So it it does. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he had Andre the Giant hat. He hated the food that was served there. He hated all the food that craft service had there. So I guess like at the end of the week, he would drive all the way to France. Because it was filmed, it wasn't it was filmed. It was filmed in England. He would drive all the way to France and bring back tons of food, and he would have all his favorite foods there, and he'd share it with the cast and everything. Wow! Like that—that that was a thing. Apparently, he did. Like he probably eats a lot. Yeah, and there was there was another little interesting fact I thought that was so funny is because it was so cold over in England, the uh, woman that played Buttercup, she was so cold. Andre the Giant would take his big hands and wrap it around her head, like the back of her head and her neck and stuff like that, and keep her warm. It, it was weird, weird fucking factoids like that that I'm interested in. <laughs> that's that, yeah, that's that's funny. Do you ever see? Do you ever see the movie uh, Spinal Tap? Mm, I've heard. I've heard. That's of never actually. Our, I that's never watched be on our it. List. Never watched it's, it. It's uh, a Rob Rainier did that too, and uh, really funny movie. It, it, there's a lot of humor that's done the same way. But uh, and then uh, the whole you mentioned Fred Savage, the movie is being told as if Fred Savage, a young boy, is sick. Yeah, and, and his grandfather comes and tells him the story and reads him the story. Yeah, it's Peter a book. Falk, Columbo. Yeah, exactly. Did you watch Columbo? No, I watched it with my grandmother when I was a little boy. How great the show Columbo was. With with the, the bumbling detective who just who was who was very manipulative. He came off as this bumbling fool, 
And every time I the grandpa grandfather talked, I'm just like Columbo, Columbo the whole time. I couldn't get over it. <laughs> so yeah, but it was it was really cool how they did that. The um, end of the, the end of the movie when they ride off in the four white horses. Apparently, the way it was originally going to end mm-hmm. was after the grandfather left and Fred Savage was laying in his bed. He would hear something and we'd look at his window and. Down, he was on a second floor, and down on the ground in the yard, there was supposed to be all four of the characters on the four white horses there, and they would wave at him and ride off. That oh, was supposed. That, that was I wish supposed. They would have done that. That was supposed to be the end, but apparently they didn't like that. So oh, they, they I wish they would have done that. One of the things I'm going to criticize about this movie is some of the stunt double work that was done, because if you pay attention to the movie, you know the part whenever. Buttercup pushes Wesley down the hill, yeah. and uh, he says, "As you wish," and she realizes, "Oh my God, my Wesley!" And she jumps down the hill after him. The person who does a stunt double for Wesley blatantly is an old ass fucking wrinkly man in the same outfit because you can tell if you pay attention, you can tell it's an old fucking dude. It's not even anybody that looks remotely like Carrie Ells. It is like somebody <laughs> who's like solid solid twenty to thirty years older than him. And he, you can blatantly see the it's fucking like, it's stunt like double. Scene in Spaceballs where he's like, you idiot yeah. captured their stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were doing it ironically though. I think no, they were doing no. it on purpose, but yeah, it was But but the stunt like Carrie Hells and Manny Packington Packetin, whatever how you pronounce his name. God, there's so many difficult names to say. Yeah. But he they did the fencing scene. Yeah. They did their own stunts for that. Yeah, they, apparently they trained like they they were like they didn't want to have stunt doubles. They wanted to do it themselves. So they mm-hmm. they trained and they mastered like so- fencing and shit like Sword that. Sword play. And they yeah. did that whole scene no stunt doubles was all themselves it doing it. And cool. when I read that fact, I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing." Cuz they did so well on that. So well. And the and the 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 special effects, I mean, for what it was, I thought the the screeching eels were really cool yeah. looking. I thought they I thought they were really nice, but then the RUSs in the fire swamp looked so bad. They were men in like they little rat were. costumes. They were. Sense. Yes. It was great. The rodents of unusual size. <laughs> yeah. And some of the names that th- that these things had like uh where where Wesley was being tortured was known as the pit of despair. Uh the the giant rope that they had to climb up was called the cliffs of insanity. Yeah. Like that real rope fun they climbed names. up. Like was that really them climbing up a rope? Like were those no. stunt- like well because well here's the, all right, here's the thing. I had read a factoid and I don't know how true it is where the guy that plays Vizzini Wallace He Sean? was yeah. so afraid of heights that apparently Andre the Giant had to comfort him as they were going up the rope. And that made me think, did he really go up the fucking rope? Are they really climbing up the rope like that? Because I imagine when I watch a scene, because it looks so realistic that whether it was them or stunt doubles, they were they were absolutely clipped to the rope as they were going up. But I'm like, was it really them? Well, in, in the movie, Fezzik is carrying all three of them. Yeah. And a factoid I had read that... I don't know if it was an old WrestleMania injury, but Andre the Giant's back was in bad shape for the filming of this. So much so that at the very end of the movie where Robin Wright jumps out of the castle and he catches her, yeah, he couldn't even hold up her, a hundred pounds soaking wet, like 
20-year-old Robin Wright. Yeah. A freaking literal giant of a man because he had a bad back. So there's no way that, like, Wallace Shawn and everybody could have got on him for that scene. Like, I'm, tr- I'm, his, I'm his trying to look it up. I swear to God I saw that. I'm, I'm trying his, to look that he up. Had, he had a hurt back. Uh, he, he couldn't. It was in, he was in pain. <laughs> it was when uh, Hulk Hogan body slammed him, probably. He pinched a nerve or something. Yeah. But I made that up. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, okay. It says here, Shawn was terrified of heights. And in the scene when Fezzik climbs up the cliffs of insanity, Andre the Giant comforted Sean by softly patting him and saying, I'll take care of you. That's funny. So that that's what that's what made me believe that maybe they did it on their own. So I don't I don't know. So Well I have a shirt. I was going to wear it today, but uh, couldn't find it. It's a black t-shirt with the skull and crossbones. And it says, I am the real Dread Pirate Roberts. I How about... great was the explanation for the origin of the Dread Pirate Roberts? So amazing. So amazing. I think and... I think it's it's one of the greatest culmination of all things. Because like, he says, like he's quoted, like I quote him in saying, after he finishes his story, he's he looks at Buttercup and he's like, is everything clear to you now? And I feel like he's talking to the audience. Like, do you get it now? Is everything clear? Like, I explained it all. Yeah. Do you understand it now? Here's a f- I listened to a podcast one time and the guy was telling a really, really funny story. Do you know the band Daft Punk? Yeah. You know how they wear like robot masks? Yeah. So this guy who does this podcast, he They're, went It's to, not really them. He went to Coachella. Which is the big music festival out in the desert in California. Yeah. And this was a couple years ago. He went to Coachella and he was so excited that Daft Punk was there. And he's like up there and they're doing their show and he's like really digging it. And he like later on that evening like called or texted one of his buddies who's from England, which is where Daft Punk's from. Yeah. From Britain. And he tells his buddy, he's like, you aren't going to believe who was at Coachella, who I saw at Daft Punk. His buddy's like... Dude, I just saw them today here in Great Britain. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got the time about it. They're like, dude, what if it's like the Dread Pirate Roberts? <laughs> what, if, what if Daft Punk is not really the real Daft Punk? Well, the rumor <laughs> the rumor had been going around for the longest time where they didn't want to do their own live shows and they want they didn't really want to be noticed for being famous. So that's what the reason why they wore the the helmets and the masks and everything. So they would just hire people because they would always do the music on their own right. so they're like you know we'll just hire you just fucking ramp up the party you know get to dancing and just play our music and that's kind of how it was and apparently it was proven that they kind of did that so yeah and that's not they're not the only ones who did that uh what's the other band called the gorillas the gorillas are actually when they perform they're like cartoon hologram versions of themselves did you know this I mean, I've seen their music videos. I didn't know if that was a That's real... what they do in concert, too. <clears throat> and it's basically because there's another, there's another group that does this, too. People say that there are other artists that are signed to a certain record label that can't branch out under yeah. this label. Yeah. So they're doing it under, like, a sue name, a pseudo name yeah. to do more of their own stuff that they want to do. Um, there's a group, they play, like... You ever hear of Here Come the Mummies? Yeah, I've heard of them. Did you ever hear of them? Yeah. They th- there's like 25 guys in this band, and they're all dressed up like mummies. 
like like with the <laughs> the raps on them but they're all like other people on other record labels and they do this to to so many nobody knows who they are so it's kind of like that yeah nothing to do with princess bride no of course, but uh that happens with us we go off on tangents what did you what did you think of the impressive clergyman <laughs> peter cook marriage <laughs> so a reason why we are here <laughs> <laughs> the second he opened his mouth, I laughed my ass. I was like, "This is so amazing!" Like, do you have the wings? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh, jeez, what else do I have here? And of course, they bring Wesley back to life. As we said, uh, they Max, they take yeah. him to Miramax. They bring him back to life, and they got to storm the castle. <laughs> and it's funny. Because they they create this whole plan. Wesley's like, "What kind of assets do we have?" You know, what they goes off the rattle like, "We got you, me, you know, this, that, and everything like that." And Wesley's like, "Oh, if only we had a wheelbarrow." <laughs> and he goes like, "What happened to the wheelbarrow that we uh, left with the albino?" And Wesley's like, "Why didn't you list that in our things of assets?" <laughs> and it's like that made all the difference in storming the castle to scare them off. And it's so funny that he's he's able to scare the prince, and this just shows you his charm <clears throat> when he's laying in bed at the end of the movie um uh when they storm the castle and he goes fighting the count and he come across his uh, buttercup and the prince comes in he's to the pain <clears throat> to the pain exactly yeah. he's able to lay in bed and intimidate this prince who's just standing there and he just gets up with all the strength and just points a sword at him and tells him to sit down and that's all he needed like it was it was that was an amazing end like there was no major fight scene between the prince and him there was no you know to the death kind of climactic how many battle. deaths did this movie have you know i'm trying to th- I didn't have that many vasily dies yeah and he drinks the poison yeah the count dies yeah when inigo stabs him does the albino die when fezzik hits him on the head or is he no just i knock- think he just knocks him out I think we don't it, know that. He might have killed him because he's well, a he said, he says, giant. Well, he says, why don't you jog his memory? And he hits him on the He's like, I think I jogged his memory too hard. Yeah. So we don't know about him. There's for sure two. Oh, and, and Wesley, three-fourths of him. He, he was mostly dead. He, was, he died and then came back to life. So I don't we'll know say, if he didn't count that. He's so. mostly dead, Adam. He he's, was mostly dead. He didn't die. Good news. He's to- only mostly dead. <laughs> so we'll say two and three-fourths dead Okay. in this film. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of people that died. Another, another problem I have with it. When, how in the world did Fezzik find out everything when, you know, when, when Indigo was drunk in in the forest? He was a part of, Fezzik was a part the of the- Brute Squad. He was a part of the Brute Squad, and that and that's what it was. And he, I'm on the and, Brute Squad. And, you are the and, Brute Squad. Yeah, exactly. And he went into the forest to help clear out the forest, and he found Indigo right there, and he's like, that's my friend. But how did he find out that- the six finger man was the count, and that he was going to be um, the prince was wearing Buttercup, who turns out to be the man in black's true love. How in in the span of they hurried that up? Yeah, they totally. I'm hurried trying. That I'm up. trying to think. I, that 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 might be a great plot hole right there that, that you like. Just how did mentioned. he? Fu- I'm trying like to- like when he's sobering in to go up. Yeah, and they do a real quick voiceover. The the grandfather, you hear his voice talking over. And he's like, and Fezzik tells him that he's found the six-fingered man, and that, and then he tells, oh, he tells Miracle Max that uh, 
this this man is going to be marrying or this this man's true love is Prince Humperdick yeah. who married. How they know that? He didn't talk to them ever. <laughs> he never told him that. How did they figure that out? It's one. It's, it's one a of plot the, hole. It's one right of those there. late '80s plot holes. They had, plot hole. they had. They had. They had to close up the story real quick, and they was like, "We saw the only interaction that they had <laughs> was when they were fighting. Was when they were fighting, and they never mentioned it one time. Oh, no. by the name, my name is Wesley. I'm supposed to be married. This is my true love. She's marrying this. Never said that. And then when they find him in the pit of despair, I mean, he's mostly dead, and he can't talk. I mean, the only thing I can give to the movie is maybe. That Inigo assumed that the reason why the Man in Black, because they didn't, he didn't know his name was Wesley at the time. He always called him Man in Black. Mm-hmm. So maybe he, the reason why he assumed the Man in Black was chasing after the princess was be, and went through such lengths to to get to the princess was his true love. That's the only yeah. that's the that's the only consideration I can give that. That maybe that's the reason why Inigo knew that the. Uh, Man in Black was looking, or Wesley was trying to get. And how Fezzik found out about the Count being the six fingered man is because he joined the Brute Squad. Yeah, that's that's the only other consideration. But that's just a guess. That's, there's there's no plot in the movie that says that. But I mean, <clears throat> those kind of little plots. Maybe not the six figured man, but the fact that Inigo knew that uh, Wesley was looking for Buttercup. That that plot I can accept because it's just it's just kind of. Why would you go to such great lengths climbing the cliff the way you did and fighting him as hard as you did to chase after this one woman? Princess may they be, but it's, it had to have been for love. Like, that's, that's my assumption why he assumed that. You know? Mm-hmm. So... I, I think that's a plot hole, so... It's, it, it, I didn't say it wasn't a plot It's absolutely a plot hole, but... Oh, well, it, I guess it's not that important. Um, <clears throat> one other thing I'm not sure about, they let the prince live. Yeah. But he knows Buttercup. He knows Wesley. He knows all these guys. And they just left, up and left. He's still the prince. His senile old father, the king, is going to be dying. He is going to be the king. He's going to take over. What's to stop him from coming after them and murdering all of them? I mean, there's nothing to stop them. But no! They're going to be on the run. Do you think they're going to stay in England? Do you think they're really going to stay in England? No, they're going to leave. They're going to leave England. They're going to get... <clears throat> what's going to happen is because uh, Wesley is going to make an Inigo the new Dread, Dread Pirate, Pirate Roberts. Roberts. And he's going to do the same thing that the old Pirate Roberts did for Wesley. He's going to stay on the ship and he's going to he's going to do, "Oh, yes, Pirate Roberts blah blah." He's going to make sure the crew knows this is the new Pirate, uh, Pirate Roberts even though they don't know that that the position changes. They'll take an island somewhere Exactly. Like the they're, previous... they're they're going to they're that's the reason why they rode off together because they're all going to get on the ship and they're all going to sail away. They're not staying in England. There's no fucking way. No but he's way. He's a king. He could take an armada and sail out and find he's them. He's got to. He has to find them. That's the thing. If they're gonna go across the water, he has to find them. I just think it's gonna be a problem. Do you think the they're gonna future. make a sequel? No, <laughs> Is that what you think? They're I gonna wish. make a sequel. So. I wish. I wish that'd be that'd be great. But yeah, that's it. That's that's all I got. That's, that's all, all I got, I got too. for that. So. Uh, definitely, definitely a fantastic film. It is. It so. is a really good film. It's it. Yes. So Scott. Yes, sir. Uh, what would you rate this movie then? 
Let's, well, let's let's do it one like we did before, you know, one to five, you know, one being our least favorite, five being an amazing movie. What would you rate this movie? Well, I think it's an amazing movie, but I don't think I want to give it a perfect five. <sighs> Let me think. Um, it's probably, it's not in my top ten. It's probably not even my top fifteen, but this is a top twenty favorite movie of mine. So for that reason, I'm going to give this movie... A 4.5 out of 5. That's almost a perfect score. Almost. That's it's, almost perfect. This is almost a perfect movie. Almost perfect movie. There's just a couple little things, but I love this movie. This is a movie that whenever it's on, I'll, I'll watch. Fair enough. Um, because I was a newcomer to this movie, I only just recently watched it this past year for the first time. Um, I think I might have went into a little bit more bright-eyed, you know. I... I Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I guess you were the way you would put it. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm going to give it... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one down from you. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four to five. Still a high score, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it down. I'll take it down a little bit. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> I think it's maybe because I just don't have the nostalgia the way that you have it. I didn't see it when I was a kid and rewatch it again. So still a very good movie. Four is a, still a very solid score. It absolutely so. is. Absolutely is. So, all right. So that's what we're going to give The Princess Bride. So, um, all right. Well, thanks, everybody. If... You guys want to send us an email? Let us know what you think about the Princess Bride, or let us know what movie you'd like us to review next on Throwback Cinema from For Your Distraction. You can send us an email for your distraction at gmail.com. You can also tweet us on the Twitter. Twitterverse, <laughs> you could search for For Your Distraction, follow us on there, tweet us at Podcast FYD, find us on Facebook, search For Your Distraction, give us a like there, you can send us a comment, let us know whatever you want. We're on Snapchat, search For Your Distraction on there, iTunes, SoundCloud, search for For Your Distraction, subscribe to us, give us the whole everything. Um, we are on Periscope, so go to the Periscope app and search for For Your Distraction. Follow us on there. Yeah, uh, what movie are we going to do next? You know, it's a mystery. It's I, a mystery. I got, I got, I think I got, I, there's a couple I'd like. There's there's a few yeah. I, I've been looking at too, so I think, I think we're not going to plan that far ahead of time. No, we're not. We're not going to let the people know. No, now, our you know next what? episode is going to be a regular episode. Back it to is. Forward it will be. It will be. But the episode after that, maybe we'll do another one. We we'll see. Know. We'll see. We're, we'll talk about it. We wanted to get you know tease the people after the last episode. Let them know what they got coming up next. But you know what? Let's let's leave them a little little little, little something less. You know, let's leave them thinking. You know, what are they going to do? A little bit of a mystery, I okay. think. Well, in the words of Wesley. The Dread Pirate Roberts, the man in black. Rest well and dream of large women. My love is like a storybook story, but it's as real as the feelings I feel. My love is like a storybook story.